Denizens of the internet, hello internet, what's going on all y'all out there? Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Over Pizza. Pizza. We are here today to discuss some information regarding, well... Stuff. Pretty much, pretty much what... what what uh, takes over the landscape of pop culture these days? Stuff. Disney Stuff. And, Marvel. and Marvel. Some big news from both of those this week. Stuff. Uh, I am, as you all know, Jose. Welcome to another episode. And I am joined, as always, by the crew. Balrog of House ASAP, Valor Morgulis. Memento Mori. Your one and only scribe, Metatron. This is Walt. <laughs> Elias, like uh, Elias the COD beast. <laughs> COD beast. Well, you were doing pretty well earlier. I guess I'll give you that. You were not, getting not KGB beast. Second place <laughs> a couple of times. No, uh, first place actually. First place. By the way, first place. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. You were actually doing well uh, in comparison to Balrog. Oh yeah, and by the way, uh, third place for Jose. Even though his kill death ratio is better than yours. Anyway, uh, anyway. Boom. By the way, uh, boom. Forty. Uh, I think I had like t- no. You don't even Six, know what 60, you had. Sixty kills in total. Just okay. make it you don't up. even know what's going on. Just anyway, no, no, no. let's jump into it. Let's talk about our geek outs, so we can talk about everything that's going on. Marvel, Disney, again, as usual. Uh, I'll start us off, guys, and I'll tell you a little bit of what I've been geeking out about in this past week. First of all, one thing that I'm geeking out about right now, right at now. this exact moment, because it's on the television and on my phone, oh, yeah. is Yankee freaking oh, yeah. baseball. There you go. Yes, I'm a Yankee fan, and if you have a problem with that, know that I was a Yankee fan in the early 90s when they were terrible. Booyah. So I'm not a fair weather fan. I'm a fan of Donnie bad. Baseball. They, they, they never win anything, though, in the early 90s. It wasn't until 96, right, that they won their first yeah. World Series. But, but right I remember when I was strike. a kid, you know, like I was a huge fan of Don, Don Mattingly. Yes. And it wasn't even like yes. the rest of the team. I just loved Don Mattingly so much that like, won, I became a Yankee won, fan. They won the championship the year after he yeah, left. Yeah, the year after he left. Remember, so I was a Mets bitch. fan when I was really little because I liked the, the team colors. <sighs> and then I realized, hey, I like these Yankee guys better. So I'm geeking out about them. What's destroying the, score? What's the score? The Twins is 8 to 1 right now. Oh yeah. In the top of the ninth inning with one out, that gives you a timestamp for what we're doing right now and when Boom. we're doing it. So I'm geeking out about Yankee baseball. I'm also geeking out quickly about like fantasy baseball because I got second place in my league this year. Boom. I lost to my best friend though, so Screw that guy. But nice. I got a little money out of it. I got 250 bones from uh, winning in fantasy baseball. So that's a little bit of a, an awesome point for me. Um, real quick mention, because I know I'm behind on this one. I saw John Wick 3. It was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, two of my favorite parts were definitely near the end when he was fighting the pair of dudes who uh, almost killed him and almost stabbed him and then decided to say, it's an honor to fight you, Mr. Wick, and give him a hand up. And it was cool when they, when they gave him a second when he went to grab his belt and, like, use that as a weapon. And also the dude that he fought as, like, I guess the main boss, the bald Asian dude that he stabbed through the chest with a sword. And uh, he, he brought it upon himself to tell John Wick what a cool fight it was while he was dying. <laughs> that was entertaining. Um, and you know what? I tried Call of Duty Mobile earlier with the crew here. It's pretty awesome. I've not been a Call of Duty fan for many years, so I'll add that as a quick mention. Um, I got to give it to Balrog. He definitely like suggested that I should try it. Everybody was playing it when I walked in. The whole crew was playing it. So they just basically told me to join. I did. And it was pretty fun. So I'll say that COD Mobile is definitely partially a geek out here, too. What? And uh, 
who got MVP a couple of times. I got it once. There's two people at this table. Oh, actually, I got it once when I wasn't playing with you guys when I was doing the stupid training and everybody during in my, during during in that room sucked. Everybody training, Tra- is a keyword training. <laughs> so in that case, I've gotten an MVP also. <laughs> oh, you got it. You got it in the in the, in the boot training. camp. The one training I did before I started <laughs> playing with these beasts. Well, I got a nice little kill streak at the end in our last game, so that was pretty cool. I had, I, a, re- I had a reverse kill streak. Everybody <laughs> killed me. I literally only just started playing this game. What was that map uh, again? Kill kills the one that we were on. Kill house. Room? Kill house. Yes, I flanked them on the right side. I got about five or six kills in a row. But anyway, moving on. You got ten let, kills in a row. Well, okay, good for you, Segway. Good for you. No, I'm kidding. Segway. But um, the other thing I've been geeking out about is also mobile gaming. Mario not, Kart, the game, is actually pretty cool. You guys should check it out. Um, no, not a Segway, not yet. It's about <laughs> to be a Segway because uh, I'm going to turn it into one. But Mario Kart is pretty awesome. I've been enjoying it so far. I am a little upset that they have this massive paywall to get a lot of the stuff that you mm-hmm. get in this game. But regardless, it's still Mario Kart, so it's still fun and multiplayer... Uh, with your friends will be coming to Mario Kart oh, really? in, in a future update. Yes. Oh, very nice. Uh, if you look at the menu, you'll see there it says like multiplayer with friends or something like that. And it says um, on the way or something like that. Very nice. Um, so that's the main reason I wanted to play it. Because Mario Kart's all about like beating your friends in races anyway. Who cares about playing people online, really? But I mean, you know, it's all about mobile gaming. Like I said, COD Mobile was pretty awesome. So with that, I will pass the geek outs on to the gentleman. <laughs> To my left. All right. Thanks, Jose. Right. So you pretty much just dropped the geek out right there for me. COD Mobile came out the 1st of October 2019, which was just a few days ago. And I'm going to tell you right now, I am officially addicted to this game. What's your level again? I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get <laughs> to the stats in a second. Uh, no. Well, uh, let me just drop some quick facts right here. Um, so COD Mobile came out um, free for both iOS and Android. 1st of October 2019, it has officially exceeded 35 million downloads, and it is by far, arguably, the best mobile game yet. Free to play, you don't need to purchase anything to advance. There there are in-app purchases, but you don't need them to progress. You do just fine without them. And I'm telling you, I've been playing this game every day since for at least six hours. Yes, I love the game. No, I don't care what anyone thinks. And I'm just going to read my stats as follows. So... First of all, my username is Aaron JCBNYC. That's A A R O N J C B N Y C. If you want the smoke, go ahead and add me. Memento Mori. Same goes on with my Instagram. That's the same username. Yo, if you want the smoke, just go ahead and add me. Let's see what's up. So I am a veteran three level forty three player. Damn. I have. <laughs> I am a twenty nine time MVP. Played one hundred sixty one <laughs> games. I have ninety three top threes. I have 2,237 kills. My KD ratio is 4.35 and counting. And my average accuracy is 28.84% at the moment. <laughs> so a kill death ratio of two. I <laughs> have been on this religiously, and I will continue to do so for at least six hours a day every day. <laughs> Got to practice. Dude, this might be the game that you can like join like a World Series of Gaming type competition yeah, like with. Yeah, esports and something like that. We were killing people earlier. It was like 13 kills, like two deaths. He was 
destroying people. Yeah. I got. I'll give it to. I'll give it to Elias. He was getting more kills, but he was getting way more assists too, and that's important. That's a lot when it comes to points and less Hold debts. On. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm gonna debts. pull up my stats in a couple of seconds. So just debts. keep rolling. Keep rolling. Keep it rolling. Okay. Keep it rolling. I've got my stats. My stats is zero kills, twenty five deaths. Yeah. <laughs> is that or true? Something. No, it's not. But I, so you must have gotten at least a couple of kills. <laughs> no, I did. I did. I had a couple of game ending kills. You know what the I'm problem just, is? The problem. You know what the problem is? You should have gone for the head. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, yo. I I've been playing it for like a couple of days. I'm a, like a level six. <laughs> so, not good. Not good. You just gotta warm up like I had to a little bit. Yeah, I, think I have a little so. more shooter experience, but like, it's I'm just, just I, like a bicycle. I'm not. I'm not good with the touchscreen mobile shooting gaming type of things. To. Yeah, exactly. That's a little bit weird for me. So, hey, Eli, you got those stats? Okay. Here okay, we go. Okay, so. Oh, boy. I bet you I can beat you on this one, right? My name is Gucci. Can you, though? I spelled my username wrong, so don't judge on this. I might fix it later, but it's Gucci, G-U-C-C-I, Blee, B-L-I, Eli, E-L-I. What were you trying to spell there with the Blee? Gucci, uh, Gucci boy. Gucci boy Eli. How Boy, that went L- way I. off. Yeah, I know. Like Gucci Bling or something. Whoa. All right. Can you change the name afterwards? Yeah. Or are you, you stuck know what? I'm going to change it right now. Hold on. How do you right spell now. boy? I'll so change it. I'll change it. So him. So him. My stats. My stats. Give your stats. My, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right now that's going to blow your mind and it's going to make you freak out because I have so much better stats than you do. Five MB- MVPs, bro. Get on my level. You had 29, Seven dude. games. I've played seven games. You had 29. That's like a 20% MVP level almost. Top three. Seven. Uh, seven kill. games. Okay. Seven top threes. You should a- see Balrog. Accurate. He's just laughing at him right now. A- accuracy. Yo, that stare is 25.66%, bro. 25.66% on accuracy, bro. That's Get pretty good, level. actually. That's better than me. That's not, that's not his level quite either, though. He was about 28 or something like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we all know who's the real beast here. You know what? I'm not even going to keep going because, like... Then again, I am a Balrog. So he's point, just sitting there in silence. 2.37 KOs and 123 kills. Bro, get on my level. <laughs> what was he, KD? I'm on my level. What K- yeah, what's your KD ratio? I think it was like 23 points. No, 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 no. There's no thought. You got to look for it. Okay, mine is two. I literally just That's logged out I of know. the game. I no. just started playing. Mine is two. But right. like, Since everybody's well, sharing well, stats. While we're jumping oh, yeah. on the stats, can somebody tell us what they're geeking oh, out yeah. about besides COD for three seconds? Okay, just before I geek out, um, by the way, uh, I'm going to change my name. It's probably going to be like Gucci Bling Eli. Like, as in Gucci Bling, because that's literally what he said, and he yeah. gave me a good idea. So, <laughs> Gucci Bling Eli, uh, friend me, and maybe, maybe... Maybe you'll let him on your team? Yeah, maybe we could, like... Collab. Can we even 1v1 on Call of Duty? I don't Cause care. Because I, I haven't... Really? We'll murder each other in Battle okay. Royale. We'll yeah. We'll eventually try that. Yeah. Where do you find these stats here? Okay, here are these stats. <laughs> Is but that, just just stats? so you know, this game is so addicting. This game is like really fun, and you should play this game, like for real. Play it. So is that what it's you're a, calling out for your geek out then? Call of Duty Mobile as well? Uh, no. 
Okay. Actually, I have something different, but uh, this also goes with waltz. Hold on, hold on, hold so. on. I'm going to drop the stats. I'm going to blow you guys out the water. <laughs> no, you okay? won't. No, you won't. Yeah, I am. No, you won't. Seven games, bro. You wouldn't dare. Here you we go. Dare. Here we go. Ready? Okay, you guys are all sitting down, right? Seven games. Waiting one MVP. Oh, oh, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got Yo, one. That's, hold on. that's pretty insane, bro. Top three out of seven games. Two. Oh, bro, that's pretty insane, y'all. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It gets better. Seven games, 25 kills. This one is going to blow your head away. This one's going to be rough. The KD. Let, no, I, I'm going to save that one for last because that, that might be too heavy for you guys. What's your accuracy? You know what I'm saying? My accuracy is 10.88%. I'm 14.39. Okay. Terrible. My KD, 0.45. Yeah, that's rough, man. Booyah. Yo, that's pretty insane, Suck y'all. on that, people. <laughs> well, I'll say this much. I've played four games. I've been in the top three in all four games. So, Oh, bro, that's pretty insane. You know that? It's pretty insane. That's so impressive. I've been, I've been top top three two times, bro. So oh, you, you've either had, like, really good games or, like, the worst possible game in history otherwise. I did my job. I, I helped my teammates by getting yet? those guys out. Into the open so they could kill him. Did you guys win every game earlier? Yeah, we kind of did. Actually, oh, yeah. no, we lost one. Just by the right? way. We didn't lose any games when we played, me, yeah. uh, Eli, and Balrog. No, by, by oh. that time, we were a, a well-tuned machine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, okay. we were clicking on I'm flanking mofos. Including I'm, mine. I'm going to tell my best weapon right now, okay? You know. uh, and I'm pretty sure everybody can agree <laughs> on this, but my best weapon is the M4, fully upgraded max, and it has my... My sup- That's the first weapon you get. I know, but it's like really overpowered, bro. <laughs> my best Red- weapon. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you my Come supports, on. and I'm gonna. No, <laughs> no, no. My best weapon is not playing the. Did damn you do game. anything else this week, or did you just play Call of Duty? No, I only started playing today. Yeah. Uh, red dot sight air, laser sight AR, um, FMJ AR, quip draw A- AR. Okay, that's pretty cool, right? Bye. Okay. <laughs> okay. Metatron's gonna get into the game. He just downloaded it as soon as he came in. He Better came play in it. late, Better so play uh, it. he'll have his stats up and running by the next time we podcast. By that time, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be wiping you guys. You'll actually have a KD above one. All right. Well, <laughs> COD Mobile Damn. seems to be something we're all a little bit geeking out about. But let's give Meta a chance to tell us what he's been geeking out about. Drop. Over the past couple of weeks. Oh, so we're done. Okay. (laughs) We tried. So I've been geeking out on things I'm catching up on, and we recently started a new series over on Netflix. Um, That series on Netflix is something called Marianne. Ooh. It's, uh, I think it's originally French, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it's about this writer who is basically dealing with a witch from her childhood. It's pretty interesting. And I can see a lot of parallels between the way they use witches here. Oh, there's some deviations. And in Supernatural, too, because they more or less both use hex bags. I thought that was pretty cool. These are, like, really freaky hex bags, though, right? I think they're freakier than the ones in Supernatural. They're, no. These are pretty nasty, aren't they? 
I mean, you see that they're gory, but I mean, cat's bones in graveyard dirt. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah, and and then it depends on what spell you're doing. So that changes and it gets wackier. But anyway, that's a diversion. The thing I've been catching up on is DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I finally got around to it. What season are they on now? Because I have never watched that show, even though I told myself once I... Season four, is it? That is the wackiest show on CW. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it is. Speaking of the CW, I'm looking forward to Batwoman, but that's not a geek out, I'm just saying. Yeah. Season one was uh, Vandal Savage. Ooh. Season two was Malice? Malice? Yeah. And season three, I think that's the one now, is Neron. No, it, it is season four. They just wrapped it up in May of this year. So then what was season three? So, so then season, season three was Malice, and season two was... No, season two was... Um, season no. three was Malice. Season three was Malice, and that was also the Legion of Doom. So then what was season two? Season two... I don't remember. I stopped watching after season three. I never got What's into the season Spear four. of Destiny? Oh, oh, that thing. Yes, 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 yes. That's season three, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, that's season two. That's, yeah. That's, that's two. Oh, no. Okay, so I three got Three is Malice. I haven't seen it, but there's a little synopsis without Doom. spoilers. <clears throat> season two is Legion of Doom. I'm yeah. up to season four, and that's Neron. Season three was the one that had George Lucas in it, right? Yes. Okay. Season four has my boy Shiro Honda in it. Creator of Godzilla, director. Ah, they do. They do a lot of pop culture ref- references, weird cameos and stuff like that. Because they they go back in time and stuff like well, that, so they got to fix stuff. True enough. So not actually him, but you know. Yeah, it was an actor that was portraying George Lucas, and in this, Ishiro what was it? Honda. And and the one, the George Lucas one, um, he had he had a conscience of. Of, he had a crisis of conscience where he thought he wasn't good enough, so he never created Star Wars. Yeah, right? that was the that was the episode. Yep. It's More a, importantly, why wouldn't George Lucas just be a good sport and be on the show? Seriously, George, what are you well, doing they right were now? Doing a young version. Yeah, they're doing a young version of George Lucas. De aging technology. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, but anyway, I've been really liking season four for two things. One, Constantine is there. Mm-hmm. Love that guy, especially Ooh. the actor that does it, Matt Ryan. Props to you, man. Um, and the second thing, I've actually started noticing there's been a familiar face from season 13 of Supernatural floating in there, so that was pretty nice to see. An actor or a character? Actor. If it was a character, they'd be screwed. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess here. Crowley? Nope. Far out. Lucifer? Far out. Hmm. <laughs> Who the heck? Oh, is it? Is it Lilith? That? Lilith? No, she no. She's dead. Let's just say it's an M word, and you should know what I'm talking about when I say M word. No. That looks like an acknowledgement. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Apocalypse world M word. Oh, yeah. Now you know. Do All you right. actually remember? Are you still? No, I actually remember now. I have um, a very good memory. Yeah, we watched it recently together. Or we're starting to watch it. But anyway, yeah. 
Legends of Tomorrow, I've been catching up on that. It's pretty good. So, yeah, that's my geek out. Good Alrighty stuff. Alrighty then. Well, I'm going to start our geek out. This oh, wait, is going to be wait, a wait, combined wait, wait, geek wait. out. Two, two seconds, two yes, seconds. Yes. I, I, I was just about to thing. say that too. Yep. Yankees win. The Yankees win. All right, we can continue. Eight to two. Okay, cool. So, Yankees lead, two zip, ALDS. Okay. We're coming for you, Dodgers. Suck on that, okay. Boston. Or whoever. Okay. <laughs> Same. Anywho, going from Boston, we're going to transition over to Gotham. Our geek out the is heck? Joker. Wait, how does Boston go to Go- Gotham? Because yeah. it's a city. You're moving from city to city. That's, I could say something joke. really bad being a Yankee fan, but <laughs> I mean, I'm going to keep okay. my mouth shut for all of our Boston listeners. Boston strong. We love you guys. Um, except, it's just not your team. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, teams. This, team this is Yankee. Is this goes beyond. This is Yankees, <laughs> Red Sox. We're Jets fans, too. Like, do the math. Yeah. Do the math. Patriots, Patriots fans. Sorry. Were we the North fans, too? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So We the but, North. But again, Boston strong. We love you guys. We just don't like your teams. The city's all right. Yeah, it's okay. They didn't like me very much, though, because I wore Yankee gear when I went there. We the B- North. Believe it or not, I drove down there, and I had a, a Yankee, Yankee bumper sticker on the car. Um, you don't know how many times people were honking me and trying to kick me off the road, so I'm just saying. They refused to sell to me at a 7-Eleven. They, they refused green money because of my Yankee shirt. Well, you know what? All money's green. You know. I, I will give them credit because their fandom is that strong that they refuse money. So there you go. Wow. I bet you that guy got fired by 7-Eleven corporate. I didn't report him. I'm just saying. <laughs> you, leading, don't, you don't refuse okay. money. But leading into Joker, perfect segue. Hello. I don't know how, but it works. You know. <laughs> um, sure, why not? From right? baseball to the Joker. There you go. Perfect transition. Joker 2019, directed by Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Zazie Beetz, and Robert De Niro. Mark Actually, Marin is in it as well, too. Right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, I'm going to say this. I, I I put a little mini impressions on our Instagram page just so you guys can read it, just to see what I thought of it. I'm going to give you my thoughts on it live on radio or podcast or wherever the heck you listen to this thing. The ether. I thought Angel the radio. Joker was fantastic. Now, I was one of those people that kind of like the solo movie. I didn't think that we needed any of these backstories for, for the thing. I was of the impression that Joker was just fine as a character that did not have an origin story. I always go back and I always say this, but the best Joker for me has always been the one in The Dark Knight. And in that movie... He had three different origin stories that he told, and nobody knew what the heck he was about. Joker is about chaos. Joker is about mystery. That's the Joker that I loved. That's the Joker movie that I thought we didn't need. I went into this thinking along those lines, and when I came out of it, I wanted to see more. It wasn't enough. That Joker thing was amazing. It was bleak. It was dark. It was dirty. Gotham was a, a, a fully fleshed character. The people of Gotham was a fully fleshed character in that. Um, he. It was a series. It wasn't one bad day. It was a series of bad days, and it all culminated 
And when he turned, and there's a little bit of Fight Club in it. There's a Fight Club turn in it. I'm not going to get into it because um, I know, Jose, you haven't seen it. And I know, Balrog, you haven't seen it. So I'm not going to spoil it. I'm just giving you general stuff. But when it happens and and you see all that stuff and you see the abuse that goes in it, the mental health issues that go in it, um, the the classism it's really big on rich versus poor. I know that's what I like about it. Well, Thomas it's, Wayne is uh, one of the antagonists, kind of. Yes, right? <clears throat> he is not the Thomas Wayne that you have ever seen. This is a Joker you have never seen before. I think he, I saw this him is, punch him in the face in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's there's a a, a a twist to that. I'm again, I'm not going to get into it. You guys got. I wish everybody here saw it so we can <clears throat> talk about it freely. But. Um, it's you got to go see it. You really got to go oh, see and it. And Francis Conroy's in it as well as his mother, right? Yes. A little bit of props to her, right? Because I'm sure she's she seems to be central to the story from what I've seen. They change stuff. They it's so it's very very loosely based to the Killing Joke, right? Because uh, you I do think, get a little bit of backstory there, right. but he also says later on in that that he would prefer his backstory to be multiple choice. Mm-hmm. So that gives you the, the mystery that you've always liked. It's like it's like watching a fever dream. Watching this movie. And Wolfie today, he he sent something to me. Um, and he's not here today, unfortunately, because I know he would probably want to talk about this. But he sent me something, and, and I have to read it. This was a thing from Josh Brolin, and he pretty much eloquently said it way better than I did. Um, to appreciate Choker, I believe you have to either have gone through something traumatic in your lifetime, and I believe most of us have, or understand somewhere in your psyche what true compassion is, which is usually comes from which usually comes from having gone through something traumatic, unfortunately. An example of dangerous compassion would be to say, make a film made out of the fragility of the human psyche and make it so raw, so brutal, so balletic that by the time you leave the theater, not only do you want to hurt anything, but you desperately want an answer and a solution to the violence and the mental health issues that have spun out of control around us. The film makes you hurt, and only in pain do we ever want to change. It is all in the irony of trauma, a fine line between the resentment of wanting to hurt society back for raping you for, for, of a decent life, for not protecting you, and accepting what it feels like alien feelings with softening to those others who seem freakish in our era of judgment and digital damnation. Like kids in middle school, man, can they be just mean. For no reason, and sometimes these awful little clicky kids breed an evil in someone that rages much later when everyone pretends we are all back to normal when we all thought it had just manned up and gone away. We have a habit of hating and ostracizing and dividing and sweeping our problems under the rug. Joker is simply lifting that rug and looking underneath it. Nothing more, nothing less. It's there. I I just have to add a moment of levity to that because I I was watching an episode of South Park, the newest season recently. And um, the episode, in in this episode, um, Kyle (laughs) gets taken by ICE, by by the Immigration Enforcement Service. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he gets taken goodness. by ICE. <laughs> and he tries to reason with the ICE agents, be like, why are you like holding all these poor kids under detention? And he makes, he, 
he makes like a point that one of these kids can end up one day becoming Mexican Joker. <laughs> and what's, what's awesome is the ICE agents actually start to panic and think that one of the little kids is becoming Mexican Joker as they speak. <laughs> so they're like trying to get the government involved. They're like, what if Mexican Joker has pulled off his plan already? Oh my God. South Park is still awesome. I just got to say oh that. Gosh. It's How long ago was that? This, this, this is the new season. I think it was just a, a few weeks okay. ago. I imagine that they also did that to kind of like make light of the the recent controversy because of of, of Joker that a lot of people are making a big deal about the violence in the movie. Yes, um, it is a brutal movie. It's not it's not uh, a movie that can be taken lightly. And I think somebody said, was it you, that people were walking out of the movie yes. theater? Yes. So. Mm. You know. I mean, there's brutality in a lot of movies. At least this one seems to try to explore like the root of it, which I appreciate. He lost 57 pounds for this role, and let me tell you oh something. Oh my goodness! He, you, every time like he lifted his, yeah, exactly. Every time he lifted his arms up because he was frequently shown dancing. So this this Joker is very, uh, very light on his feet, so to speak. It's like stuff. Jack Nicholson at the end of the original Batman. Oh, I, you know what? I, <laughs> kind I, of. I, I will you say dance this. with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yeah, I, I will say this. Um, I've always held Ledger's Joker in high esteem. This is the first Joker where I have to question myself as who is the best Joker. I am just saddened by the fact that this Joker will not play in the sandbox of the DC universe because... He Yet. would be extremely awesome. I don't. I don't see a way that they do it because you know. To, to be quite honest, this is set in the seventies slash eighties. They don't really give it a good thing. So um, if you move it forward, dude's gonna be walking around in a cane. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be like super old by the time that he gets around to Pattinson and stuff. Um, but there's always Flashpoint. Emperor Joker. No, I don't know. Okay, so my thoughts on the movie. Um, I kind of agree with Josh Brolin a lot, and I feel like it was an awesome movie, but at the same time, I feel like it kind of scares me, that movie, because this is something that could actually happen in real life. Oh, yeah. Just one bad day. Just, no, not even, just one bad day and something like that could happen, and then there's chaos. Well, it everywhere. happens all the time. I, I, yeah. I, hate to, I hate to say it, but, you know, you look at all the mass shootings that occur in this in this country of ours, and uh, the United that being the United States, and it, it's not inconceivable that you know. I, again, I'm I'm please do not mistake. I'm not trying to make light, and I'm not trying to compare those tragedies to a movie. But you know, there there are instances where trauma and abuse and and these type of things will take an individual and push them over the edge to stuff like this. It, so it happens know. all the time. Yeah, unfortunately. It's unfortunately, you well, know. Well not normal, but like it's it happens to a lot of people. Especially in the world we live in today, as of um racism, uh separation, things like that. It's it, it's the disenfranch disenfranchisement of the individual that this movie really speaks to. And and I I can see why some of the officials and some of the people the leaders of of these cities can see how something like this may be a calling to to violence because and again when you guys watch the movie you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. It's very it uh, it's very truthful I believe because I, I don't want to think of 
as much as I don't want to think of New York City as this way, it's New York City and a lot of places are kind of like Gotham in a way because everything is so dark, crim- crimes happening all over. It's, it's literally the world we live in. You want to hear something scary then? Yeah. So you know I went to Manhattan to do a geological survey today, right? Yep. On the train, the C train, you know what I saw on the train car? What? I saw someone in a full Joker getup. Get out. No. I did you not. Full Joker getup. But okay, you got to remember though, New York Comic Con is happening. Okay. Okay, well, yeah. so that... I saw some any, at the any end other of the time day. I'd be freaked out by. Any other time I'd freak out by that. But we we do we are in the mix of in the midst of New York Comic Con, so maybe that's the reason why. Yeah, I, I can see that. But but after watching still, what we saw yesterday, no, no, but not weird, even right? that. Just just putting that out there. I thought that was interesting. Oh, well, this is New York. New York. We 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 look at these things and it's like an afterthought for us. You know what I'm saying? It was probably Mexican Joker. <laughs> I mean, it didn't look very Mexican, but okay. <laughs> Chimichangas. So, yeah. you know. So, yeah, that's that's what I thought about the joke. I think I think it's a movie. It's a movie that's going to start discussions. It's it's one of those movies that, you know, you you come out of it and you're you're moved by it and stuff like that and you start thinking about, you know, the the divide between the rich and the poor in this country, you know, and yeah. how that that gap is widening, yeah. you know, and and we're we're losing individuals along the way, and I, I don't want to make this a social commentary. I don't want to I don't want to get on my soapbox here, but that's what you get out of the Joker. The Joker is is those people that are on on the very fringe at the very end, people that you know we don't as a society care about. These are the ones that are falling off. This is this is where we're going right now, and that divide is getting. Bigger and it's interesting that Todd Phillips chose to kind of highlight this in this movie because even though it is loosely based on on the Killing Joke and and that's not a spoiler because you do see it in the in the the trailers, um, it's a commentary of of what's going on right now and in this country. So and mm-hmm. I feel that it's very truthful for a movie. I feel that it's very very truthful about what is actually happening right now, current, current events. This is not a comic book movie. This is a movie with a comic yeah. book character in it. So, this is and um, some movie theaters, especially at Animal, Alamo Drafthouse, they took the weird step to, to tell people ahead of time when they were buying tickets, if you're a parent and you're bringing your kid to this movie, understand that this is not your typical comic book movie. And I will tell you this, the, you know the fact Isn't that it's it not rated a, R though. It is rated R, but people people don't look at that because yeah, I remember I, I remember we went to go see um, what was it Kill Bill, and we were we were in the movie theater. That is a hard R. You know that mm. that is a Quentin Tarantino movie. You had to like dampen it down by making the the scene against the crazy eighty eight exactly black and, white. black and white because there was too much red, too, too much, much blood. blood. But there was there was people in the audience. There was a there was a, a two women that brought their kids, and the kids were like maybe three, five, and nine. And I I was with my wife, and we were like, "Well, why are they there?" And I'm listening to them having a conversation, and they were like, "Oh, this is like Charlie's Angels." So P A. So the hard R doesn't impact. So when you know parents are looking at it, they're looking at, "Oh, this is 
Joker. It's DC. This is Sausage Party. This is animation. They don't look at the ratings, really. They look at the content. And the interesting thing, and I mentioned that to you, Balrog, um, the DC logo does not show up anywhere. Until the very end. And it's not even the logo. It just says DC Comics. And that's it. There's no, there's no intro stating that this is a DC movie. You don't get a sense that this is a DC movie until the end credits. And it's very, very minimal. So, In fact, it really just only says based on DC characters. That's all it does. I'll, I'll say this much, and then um, uh, I'll make this a quick point so we can continue on. Yes. But uh, it's, it's interesting that somebody would go into a, a Quentin Tarantino movie, B, called Kill... Bill and think that it's going to be like Charlie's Angels, but again, um, you know, we're that's talking, a bit much. We're, we're talking about people I can see that it in Sausage Party, but not that. Yeah, but but you you got to understand also this. There's a lot of people that don't understand and don't follow movies kind of like we do. You know, if we hear Quentin Tarantino, that elicits a, a very specific response. You know what a Quentin Tarantino movie is. For the layperson, they're just like, oh, Tarantino, interesting. I don't oh, know I what know. it is. Well, you know what I'm saying? I, I had an emphasis on the kill. Yes, I know. <laughs> that, but like, hey, know. kids, want to go see a movie about killing? <laughs> and, you know, they're three well, years old, so they're like, ba ba ba, yay, whatever. I don't know what they say. three year olds say these days. Well, let me tell you something. They walked out of that movie theater real quick. They better have. So, those kids are going to be scarred for life. Just saying. Anyways, anyways. Those are our geek outs of the week. Moving right along into uh, some of the big news of the week. Uh, guess who's coming back to the MCU, guys? Spider-Man. Anybody, anybody want to guess? Spider-Man. He wants to guess. does whatever a spider can. Besides the adventure, I guess. Besides the X-Men. Yeah. Fantastic Four. Yes. Character that's going to be killed off in three movies. Probably, yes. Fantastic he Four. He only has two. Two movies. Even better. That, that begs a question, actually, that can be like the Green first, Goblin. let's say, semi-focal point of this conversation. What happens after they kill off that Spider-Man? Do we get Miles Morales somehow? Do they make no, a new deal? I don't think they're going to do that. Spidey is back in the MCU. Spidey's back in business, boys. Thanks to Tom Holland. Supposedly, right? Tom Holland, the man, Apparently, the myth. Who did he speak the to? Spider-Man. He spoke he to, spoke to um, Disney execs? Yes, he spoke to Iger, I believe, mm-hmm. on the Disney side, and I think Pascal on the Sony side. I believe, I'm not sure. Yes, I believe, I'm not sure. Actually, you know what? Google's our friend. Let me go check that. He was able to bring it all back together. But yes, he will be returning for a third Spider-Man movie that will be able to use elements of the MCU, which, has everyone seen Spider-Man Homecoming around the table here? Homecoming? Everybody? That's been out for a long time. Far from home, excuse me. Yes. Yes, I've seen it. The third one will be Homeless. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I saw that meme. I saw that meme. I saw that meme. Spider- I was yawning too. <laughs> Spider-Man far, Spider-Man Far from Home. Without um, spoiling it too much, if anybody hasn't seen it, there is a part with Nick Fury at the end that sets up basically one of the like like a big story for the whole next phase of the MCU. So for them to put that into the end of the movie and then not deliver on it somehow would be kind of a tragedy. Plus, plus, plus. Like, I want to see J. Jonah Jameson in the MCU somehow, man. I want to see him interacting with, like, well, anybody. Yeah. I want to see him, like, talking to anybody. I don't. I can't even specify somebody right now. I was going to say Iron Man, but he did. 
so he can't really interact with him. Just, I, I just want going, that laugh back. Just going back on an earlier thing, it was not Amy Pascal, but it was the Sony chairman, Tom Rothman, uh, that Tom Holland spoke to. Well, there was that rumor immediately after the news broke that he would no longer be in the MCU, that he stopped following Sony on Instagram or something yes. along those lines, right? Well, apparently... Was um, that ever confirmed? I don't know, but I know this. Um, he waited until after D23 to reach out to the guys, and that's what kick-started the, the conversation again. So it's, what is it, two, two movies that yeah. uh, Holland is contracted to be in. Mm-hmm. One is definitely going to be Spider-Man 3, so he is now the second Spider-Man to have a trilogy um, because, remember... James uh, James Garfield or, uh, didn't Garfield. get it. Andrew James, Garfield. James Garfield was yes, the president. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. If imagine, James Garfield was Spider Man, that'd be Spider Man. That would be awesome. You know what I'm He'd saying? He'd have that cool beard and everything. He'd be dueling everyone. That'd be pretty cool. Spider Man Thouist. Um, <laughs> have at thee, Spider Man. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So Andrew Garfield never got the third movie. Ooh, Taft could be Venom. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's not who's supposed George, to make sense. Who's George Washington in this scenario? He is the Hulk, Hobgoblin, oh, Green okay. Goblin, Green Goblin, Green Goblin. He He's a bad goblin. guy. Green Goblin. Yeah. Green, why not? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> None I, I, of these guys are good guys I, or bad guys. I kind of liken him for Craven the Hunter. He's got the hair and everything, and he's got the axe. <laughs> oh, I hope they make that movie. That's that, the one. That's the one that I want. I, I would really actually do. love to see that. Craven's Last Hunt. That would be. Pr- and it, it's perfect. Oh man! Think about this. Think about this. What's that guy who was in? What is that movie? Undisputed. Undisputed. The dude like with the goatee. Like the. There's this guy that looks like freaking Craven the Hunter. Oh, this actor. Know. I'm gonna hunt him down. Well, we well we have a conversation about this. Raven the Hunter is a perfect foil for him in Spider-Man Three because think of it this way: Craven's last hunt, right? He's hunting down Spider-Man. What better time to do it right. when his identity, his secret identity, is out there? That would be the perfect thing. Craven the Hunter, I can see him go out there, get that, get, get say, hey, I gotta hunt this down. He's my, uh, my gonna be my biggest prize. I know everything about him. It makes it easy to track him down and then I, kill him. The end. I don't. I really don't know why I'm envisioning this right now. What's that? But uh, you know how Drake wears that fur coat. You, you don't you dare say Drake should be Craven the Hunter. Don't, don't you dare. It's so, it's so cringy, oh but God. I don't you dare. Okay, it's, it's cringy, no. but like That's literally, crazy. I don't know why the first thing I thought of was a red fur fur coat, and then the second ah. thing that I thought of was late. Drake doing that. Was Drake doing that? Um, this and then like that. Um, this the, uh, is that a dance move? I forgot the meme's name. It was oh like, the meme where he's like kind of shunning something, and then he's oh, like, oh, I see. He's got yeah. his finger up, like, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. he should never be anywhere near this the MCU. Gone. This is gone okay? really weird. He should never be anywhere near the. If, if they really cast weird. him in the MCU, that is when the MCU has officially jumped the shark. Because I don't, I don't even see any role that he. He's not a bad actor. He's been on TV shows before. He was on Degrassi. No. That's where he. That's where Degrassi, he was. Degrassi, really? Yeah, but I mean, Degrassi is like pretty well known, and it's a pretty good show. There's an Oscar winner. I don't for know. You maybe there. by Canadian standards, I have no idea. <laughs> but he's not a bad actor. But that does not mean he should be anywhere near the MCU. And if you say that, can we just just delete this whole hey, part that hey. Elias said that Drake would be involved in the MCU? Hey. No, I don't what think. A mess. Hey. It's it's cringy, and I know I don't really. 
Well, I kind of do picture it, but I I don't want him to be in the MCU, but like the it's the fur coat that really gets me there. The fur coat definitely. That that jacket, I could just picture fur on it. And then yeah. No, so the thing you that know really who gets the villain me should be? It's scary. I know. You know who else wore a fur coat? Jacobin Mugatu from Zoolander. Does that mean Will Ferrell should be Craven the Hunter? Actually. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Actually. well, if he's wearing a fur coat, so then, I mean, that kind of makes a difference. That Hansel, he's hot. <laughs> he could be related to the collector. He could be related to the, the collector and the grandmaster. I could oh, see gosh. that. Because they have other brothers, I think, in the comic continuity. Right, let, let, right, let's, anyway. let's, let's get this back. Let's, let's get this back. Anyway. So he's, he's got two movies. One of them is going to be uh, Spider-Man 3. Um, the other movie is untitled. I'm kind of thinking it's Avengers Five. Well, there is also the the information that they put out there that it's almost certain now that he's going to be involved in the Venom franchise in, in one way or another. And so here's here's why here's where everything kind of aligns for me. Um, so uh, just going back to the deal, twenty five percent goes to Marvel. Um, which is it's a about bump half up what they had suggested originally right, right exactly well i heard i heard 25 to 30 is really the the figure that they were going for oh that was a rumor you know, yeah. 50% yeah you know you know how these things go you are never going to know but it's a, it's a bump from the 5% that they were getting before so um, there's that. Um, right afterwards we everybody was elated and then we started hearing rumors that this gives uh, marvel time to write him out of the MCU Okay, so you know we're not we're not gonna know, but the thing that that interests me is that right before this announcement announcement came down, uh, Sony announced another movie that they were gonna do in the Spider Verse, and this one I think is very very interesting in terms of the timing of it all, um, because you had that announcement and then you had them saying, "Hey, Spider Man's back." Uh, that movie is Madam Web. And if you know, Madam Web is okay. Madam Web is not a very integral character. Um, she's she's more she plays more in the animated shows and stuff like that. But if you know what she's about, she's all about the Spider Verse. Yep. And like I said, I don't know, but it's interesting that the timing of it is is that hey, we're going to do a Madam Web movie. Which is not something that, you, out of all the Spider-Man characters, I don't think anybody's itching for a Madam Web movie, right? But then right afterwards, you say, hey, Tom Holland has two more movies. What if the Madam Web movie is kind of setting the groundwork for the Spider-Verse where Tom Holland can come in and out of both Sony and the Marvel Universe? What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's going to kind of depend on how they set up the deal moving forward, right? Because they would probably have to renew it at that point in order to continue to have him in both continuities. I mean, mm-hmm. plus it, that's the only way they could make it worthwhile. Like, if, if you have the two Spider-Man movies, you have this Madam Web movie, uh, you have him in Venom and all that. So that's maybe three or four movies that he can be involved in over and, the next few years until and you, the deal is done. You also give Sony their, their Spider-Man because now they can go ahead and cast a Miles Morales to play in their their sandbox. And you can have Tom Holland coming back and forth. Well, Just saying. See, that's, you know? what, that's, that's the setup that I was thinking too because mm-hmm. if you have Tom Holland somehow eventually being removed from the MCU, being written out for whatever reason, I mean, it's it's 
I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to justify the logic on this one because I would like to see Miles Morales, but if you're going to write the character out entirely, that means the deal is going to be done, and that probably means that there won't be any way to get another Spider-Man into it, especially when you consider that Sony is banking hard on on uh, making the Spider-Verse into a live-action thing and into oh, a, yeah. a franchise, which is awesome. I mean, in, Into the Spider-Verse is easily one of the best, if not the best, Spider-Man movie that's ever been put on TV or movie or anything like that. Yep. But at the same time, it's kind of hard to see how you move forward with the character other than, again, um, he'll be killed off, possibly, most likely, because... That well, was what happened in the Civil War storyline when his uh, identity was revealed. I mean, he he died. That's what happened he, in the Civil War too. True. Wait, are you gonna go for it? Go okay. for it. Well, Miles. Okay. Speaking of Spider Spider Verse, I feel like they could do a Spider Verse movie, especially since they already did. Introduce Miles Morales. Oh, no, no, no. I, I certainly think they're going to do a Spider-Verse movie, but my question is more along the lines of how do they continue? How do they, how do they continue beyond that? Pregnant what, what, what if Tom Holland has to make the ultimate sacrifice or something? I don't think they kill him off necessarily. I think that maybe he well, might get sucked into the Spider-Verse. Somehow, uh, yeah. What? Yeah, and, that's and thrown into Miles' continuity. What I think is going to happen is I think they're going to kind of do what they did in, um, Jesus Christ, uh, into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse, except I feel like Tom Holland is going to be that one ultimate sacrifice, and it's just going to be like Tony Stark to save. I feel like in you know, um, Secret Wars. Hmm? No? No. 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 Okay. But um what I'm trying to say is Just like guessing. I have a whole I have because I've been okay. This is really confusing. I know. Work with me here, okay? Okay. The, I I came up with this thing, this storyline for Spider Man into the Spider Verse. And I don't know if it works, but Hello? What? You know, forget it, forget it. What? Come on, go for I, it. Because it's going to take too long for me to explain. We have okay. time. Okay, right? We have time. Go, so go, what's going to go. happen is, go, right? Go, Broly, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's going to happen is Spider-Man's going to have to do the same thing. Uh, somebody opens up a portal to different Spider-Verses, right? Um, he has to try and get them back. But what if Spider-Man falls in just to save them? Or something. What's kind of what? I, what, what I'm trying to say is like, what I'm trying to say is like, there's gonna be like an ultimate sacrifice, just like Tony Stark did, because I feel like that would only make sense. Which means it's, he's essentially it's weird, dead, though. I mean, he may yeah. not be dead, dead, yeah, but, but in the continuity, he's dead, and that's how you get rid of him. Yeah, I feel it's it's a bit confusing, but I feel like that's how they're gonna get rid of him. By the by, by the by, if they get rid of him, I was talking about an actor. He was in a movie called Boyka Undisputed. I don't know what the hell that is, but his name is Who? Scott Adkins. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a well known. No. Craven. He was actually up for the role of Batman oh. at one point. Was he's he? he is he is a well, I don't I don't know how far it went, but that was, that was the rumor. He's a he's one of those guys like uh, a Chuck Norris, but he's he works a lot of these martial arts, these B movie martial arts. He's like the king of B movie martial arts. Yeah, yeah. Craven, 
Craven. No, I could definitely see, see it, and he's Craven. got the skills to do it. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a skilled martial artist in oh, all these movies. Oh, absolutely. Like a lot of direct-to-DVD stuff. I think. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was The last movie I saw him in was Triple Threat. Um, it was him with and the guy from uh, Wu Assassins, uh, Idu. I can never say his name. Um, I he was in the raid, that guy, and he was also he was also part of the Death Gangs in Star Wars. Um, I'll tell you his name right now. Uh, Idu, tell that to Kanji Club. There you go, Idu Uwais, Iku Uwais. I'm sorry. Uwais. Yes, Uwais. Something like that. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm totally messing up your name, but you know you are an mar- awesome martial artist and a great action star. Um, but that's the last time I saw Scott Atkins. He was in that movie and he played the bad guy. He played the heavy. Okay. So um, yeah, I can definitely see him as, he as Craven the Hawk. Oh, he'd be else, awesome. There was somebody else that I was thinking of a while back, but like as like a good start, I think he would be a good Craven the Hunter. Absolutely. Yeah, he, can, he can he can handle the physicality of it. Yeah. He definitely has the look for it. Um, the acting chops, yeah, you could work on that. You know what I'm saying? But how much how much do you have to do to be a villain? You, you know, just scour, scour every once in a while and, and Although stuff to be, like that. To be fair, the Spider-Man villains have been quite good in the last couple of movies. So yeah. it would it would be a bit of a, a disappointment if they had somebody who couldn't really carry the character of Kraven the Hunter. I don't know if Especially he's with that. how he's like super intelligent. So you can't really... I, I can't... I, I haven't seen him in... In enough serious roles to tell you that he can, um, because a lot of times the times I've seen him, he, you know, he's he's jumping around, spinning back kicks and all that other stuff. There's not a lot of dialogue in some of the movies that he's in. You know, it's okay. basically him kicking ass. So I can't speak to his level of he's acting got the, ability the look and stuff. At the very least, oh, absolutely, he's he's good. So I, I do like that idea of him being Craven the Hunter. Um, what do you guys think, Metatron? I think you go less for fur and more for scales. Lizard hunter? Yes. No, he's, he's thinking oh. lizard for the for the. Are you gonna kill Spider Man? Do it in style. Well, we had what well, we lizard. had the the lizard was supposed to be set up in the Tobey Maguire trilogy. The lizard was in the Andrew Garfield trilogy. No, 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 no. And now we're gonna no, put no, 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 the no, 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 horrendous thing is not the lizard. Yeah, he looked really stupid. Don't. That, that. Don't Don't even... But plus the actor that they were setting up to be the lizard, uh, to be Dr. Kirk Connors, his name is Dylan Baker. He's very much like a big character actor. That was in the Tobey Maguire trilogy. I don't yeah. know if you remember the guy yeah. with the glasses mm-hmm. that was missing an arm. Yep. Yeah. He would have been a good lizard, at least in terms of the character. I don't know what the look would have been like, but... Is, so is Lizard, I guess, one of your favorite Spider-Man characters? Is that why you were like about yes. him being in it, Dr. Kirk I want to see him done right, man. He has not been, that's for sure. Because that movie, like the first Amazing Spider-Man wasn't bad, but like it wasn't because the villain was good. It was because of his relationship with, with Gwen Stacy, if anything, and with her father. Um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I can see that too. But the only reason I'm not so sure about that is because... You know, Dr. Kurt Connors is supposed to be like a protege of his, right? Like a lot of his other villains. And he hasn't even been seen yet. He could be a college. Maybe when he goes to college, he could be like a professor there or something like that. And he could take him under his wing. But the reason that I kind of like the Craven storyline also, because I have to agree with Walt, if, if Spider-Man is going to be on the lam because his identity is out there now, like it's, it, it is a very good segue to have him being chased by like the world's greatest hunter in the Marvel Universe. 
Um, and Craven has always had great storylines with Spider-Man in the comics. Me and Walt have definitely read a lot of those comics from back in the day. Craven has always been one of the better Spider-Man villains only because of the creative ways that he fights Spider-Man. Everybody else, like Lizard and whoever else, they have their powers, they go after him, and they just try to like you know overpower him or brawl with him. He's very tactical. Exactly. Craven uses his intelligence, which I think would be interesting, especially when you consider the way that Mysterio fought him. The Mysterio used his brains. You get somebody that's even smarter than Mysterio for this one, somebody who's really like using all of his all these different types of abilities besides just the the ability of using illusion i think that that would lend itself well to the movie but that said there's no reason why if they do it right they can't have both of them in the movie i mean it's yeah, it's you can have two two villains in a movie it's been done before right i mean it was it's been done in the spider-man movies yeah i mean the first especially in 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 uh, homecoming they they had like half the damn sinister six in that one mm-hmm. if no more than that they had like four of them in they there. had shocker they had vulture they had uh scorpion scorpion who's uh the fourth guy and vulture no, I, I said oh, Vulture. Did it say Vulture? Vulture, Vulture Shocker, Scorpion. Oh, well, he wasn't part well, of the Sinister Six, but the Tinkerer was in it? Yes. And and I guess you can say there were two Shockers. Yeah. There was you the Bokeem Woodbine Shocker and the... And the uh, mini, mini Tom from, Hardy. Uh, from um, Upgrade. Yeah, mini, two, mini Tom Hardy. Upgrade. His name is... Um, <laughs> How are we forgetting that guy's name mini, now? We all mini love Tom, that movie. Mini Tom Hardy. Mini Tom Hardy. Something, something Green. Was the original something Shocker, green. and he disappeared Hold and on. got blasted to I'm death. I'm going to find it out because um, we have to give him proper... So, um, I know, there's this movie I remember because my dad was telling me to watch this movie like all the time, and I never, and I never really wanted to watch it, but it's called The Revenant. Right okay. and it and it's um and it's with D Leonardo DiCaprio, the Revenant. Yes. You want or him whatever. to be Craven? What would you want? Have him you to ever be? have you ever seen him in uh, the Revenant? No, I haven't. He's okay. actually Can pretty good. Him? Can you show him? It's a good movie, but I don't think like like Craven is more physical than Leonardo DiCaprio. Hardy would make a good. And, and by the way, Logan Marshall Green is the name that we blanked on. He was yes. Shocker number one before he died, and then Bokeem Woodbine became Shocker. Um, Watch the movie The Invitation with him. It's really yeah, Tom, good. Tom Hardy would be a great Craven, but now that he's definitely going to be integrated into the Spider-Verse. It seems like everything Tom Hardy. Every, he there's could, a yeah, character. He could, he could oh, do Tom Hardy. He could be Wolverine. He could yeah. be Wolverine. He, he probably can't. I mean, he couldn't have been Batman because he was already in a Batman movie, but he maybe could have yeah, been Batman. He, he could have he still done it. He maybe I mean, could have pulled it off, but like... You know, like he would be a good superhero for like a lot of these. Or a supervillain. Or a supervillain. Yeah. He could work them all out. But I like. Remember that time when I sounded like this? You have to have a little bit more of the accent in order to pull that one off. <laughs> um, but there no, Tom go. Hardy would be good in just about anything. But like, I don't know. We don't even know if Craven's going to be someone involved. Um, and it just reminds me also I wonder now what's going to happen with Black Panther 2. Because I don't know if you guys heard, but the director, Ryan Coogler, uh, the director of Black Panther, said many times that he wanted to involve Craven the Hunter in Black Panther yes. eventually. You know, it actually makes sense because That's a good Craven, place for him to get his powers, too. Yeah, because they used that special flower, and that's what gave, uh, what's his name, Killmonger his edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. The only reason kind of bland, but same thing. The only reason, though, that I would rather see him jump into Spider-Man is because I'm very excited. We've talked about this before. I would love to see Namor introduced in Black Panther 2. 
because, and me and Wolfie were talking about this, I think last week actually, they have a rivalry, Namor and Black Panther, yes, in the comic know. books over the last few years. Yes. It is epic. Like, like well, you put it this way. Um, Namor, like, flooded Wakanda. Yeah. He destroyed Wakanda with a gigantic tidal wave. He's, he's a pricky version of uh, awesome. Aquaman. Aquaman. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right, right. So like he's, he's pretty douchey sometimes. Sorry, yeah, I would I would love to see him Language. introduced, but like, whatever. I mean, talking about Spider Man, what what other villains would you guys possibly want to see besides the two that you mentioned so far? We have Craven, we have Lizard. There's obviously a good chance that we could get Mysterio and Vulture back in this one too, because there's no reason why you can't involve the Sinister Six in the third movie again it lends itself well if Spi- if everybody knows who Spider-Man is and remember the first movie ended with Vol- with uh with Vulture not giving up Spider-Man's identity in prison to Scorpion to Scorpion remember mm-hmm. but now everybody knows who he is anyway doesn't so matter. it doesn't matter anymore you can go after him now even though he's got some morals maybe he could end up being like a, a turncoat maybe he could go after Spider-Man initially and then help him in the end like I don't want to try to spoil it but like there's a good way now to involve a lot of other villains, but who else besides the obvious, the Sinister Six, a possible Craven, a possible, um, a possible Lizard, you know, and all the other ones, Vulture, Mysterio. Who else would be but a good Mysterio's person you'd want to see? Dead. I have a great idea. Mysterio's an illusionist, dude. He's not necessarily I, 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 dead. I have oh, a don't really, give me that Loki I trickster have a great, stuff. <laughs> I have a greater I, idea. I have two greater theories. I have two greater, greater Black ideas. Black Paper on it. Okay, rock, paper, scissors, Craven. Uh, rock, paper, scissors. Um, I forgot. Craven. Well, I have two people. Craven. Dr. Octopus. We've seen him already. Uh, when? In the original, Tobey yeah, Tobey Maguire trilogy. Okay, and okay, okay. I'm not ready to let go of Alfred Molina as Dr. Octopus. Yes, yet. he was really good. I have one thing. That's, that's probably Although, still my thing, favorite Spider-Man movie. Although it was a little campy a little bit, From, right? But it was Sam Raimi. It was still good, though. I know, it was they good. Could intro- the best one out of the trilogy. Sorry. They could, they could introduce this through the Spider-Verse. Craven. Um, what was it? Bagel? The... <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my God, you're love insane, that one. bro! Actually, that would be such awesome. Okay, Bagel. The Spider-Man that was Craven. The Doctor Octopus Spider-Man. Superior. Oh, superior. Oh, superior. But that can't work without Doctor Octopus. Yeah, you would. Ha- you would have to introduce him, and you probably wouldn't be able to do that in the same movie where you introduce him. You know? No, but they could just explain it. No, that you got it. That's something that needs that building. Could, that up. could be. That could be explained. Four. That could be explained. Yeah, that in the in the second movie, you can have that as a through line in the second movie. That's a good. That's a good way to get. You mean the third movie? Yeah, but just explain. No, the third movie in the Spider-Man second movie that he does. You know what I'm saying? Start the oh, storyline, kind of like the way, him in right, exactly. Homeless Spider-Man, homeless. Sorry, Spider-Man, homeless. <laughs> and then. He returns in Spider-Man Homeward Bound. Yeah. Four. <laughs> Spider-Man 4. Spider-Man going to Sony, you know? Um, no, but you, you can kind of do a storyline the same way that they did the Hulk. It's, it's a, a storyline buried within the storyline and stuff like that. The only thing I'll say about that is that the Superior Spider-Man run was a really long comic book run. So it was there's a deep a lot. one, too. Yes, there's I a know. lot to go through. There's a lot to unpack on that one. You know, and it's really cool. Like, I've read a little bit of it. I haven't read all of it. But, like, at the it's same to, time. It's a way to get rid of Tom it's Holland. Very interesting. Yeah, I was going to say that. Well, it is and it isn't, though, right? Because he just took over his body. So, yeah. like... He's going to have to look kind of like Tom Holland. 
yeah, I know. It's be a little but, weird. But listen, you know, yeah, we'll just they, we'll just explain it in universe somehow. Yeah, they it'll be they, a multiverse. They thing. take they took bits and pieces of, of previous storylines and fit it to the MCU's liking. So you know, why not just explain? Okay, ex- do something with Doctor Octopus in the last movie. The third movie. In the yeah. <laughs> The Spider- next movie, Spider-Man movie. That's Homeless. Coming. Homeless. No. Just call so it like home, kill, home, code so name like, Homeless. <laughs> and Spider-Man 4 is code name Homeward Bound. In Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. But we're talking is, is about a, the Marvel side. We're not yeah, talking the MCU, about the Spider-Verse. MCU stuff. Not the Sony-verse. I know. Okay, so like, let, go ahead. Say what, okay. say what your theory is. Spider-Man 4 Into this the Sony-verse. This is a really wacky theory. If they did this... All your theories are wacky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I keep, we keep interrupting you. Go ahead. Go for, for it, the, kiddo. For the fourth movie. Interrupting kill. cow. No, seriously, go ahead. <laughs> so, don't, let him, don't let him win. <laughs> okay. So, right. Um, All right. For the... I'm, I'm just going to I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying something because you're waiting too long now. Pregnant okay. pause. Okay. So for the for the last Spider-Man movie, they could have right. They'll just have a little mention, like an end credit scene, right? Or like at the end of the movie. Another. I don't know where pause. this is going, but like, um, you could have the movie play out a solution. And at the end, it'll kind of be suspicious about Spider-Man. Spider-Man will kind of act suspicious, and then the in the end credit scene, the this is very wacky. So don't judge on this. I'm judging already. Promise. So you have to introduce Doc Ock in a good way, and which means he probably has to be a villain in the movie. The end credit scene, right? They'll have Doctor Octopus. They'll 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 have a flashback to to the spider to oh, okay. to, to a port. Go ahead, go ahead. To a portal, to like during the, during the Spider Verse when they're like, I don't know where this is going. Could could you just tell me what you were trying? Okay, to so if, <laughs> if if I'm getting this semi correctly, tell me if I'm wrong or not because I had a little bit of an idea of how this could work. Even though I'm not still, I'm still not a huge fan. What you're saying is, in a flashback or a post credit scene at the end of the next Spider Man movie, Spider Man Homeless, we see a post credit scene. Uh, in which we see the swap take place, in which we see Dr. Octopus take over Tom Holland's Spider-Man's body at some point in the timeline prior to this. See, the only issue I have with that is you would have to see a big change in Spider-Man's personality because if you read the comics, he struggles to act like Spider-Man. He's very condescending to all of Spider-Man's friends, to all the other heroes in the Superior Spider-Man comic because Doc Ock, he's kind of a jerk. So, like... You would have to see a change in Tom Holland's personality at some specific point, which would make the continuity a little weird. I can see it, sort of, but that also means that you have to tell people who the heck Doc Ock is at some point in the third movie. And if we're looking at possibly introducing a lot of other villains and possibly even having the Sinister Six, which I think is a good way to continue from here, although maybe that could be in in Spider-Man Homeward Bound. Why not? It's still going to be bloated because you have to introduce Doc Ock and you have to flesh him out as a character. You have to make him like date Aunt May. Like all this stuff has to happen in order to get to that point. Unless like what? Happy Hogan is Doc Ock? Like how do do we do this? No, please. please. 
Well, okay, let's let's wrap this up. Let's I, wrap I'm, this up. Even though, yes, I know. I'm. I Is mean, that what you were thinking, by the way? Yes, but um, I've as I the reason why I brought this up because I really want to see a superior Spider-Man because I feel like that's one of the timelines that that's one of like the comic book stuff that really needs that should be a movie. You know what though? You know what though? The best but, way, the best way to do that, I think, is in the animated Spider-Verse because the animated Spider-Verse is for the hardcore fans that know a lot about Spider-Man already. The MCU movies, when you watch them, you can tell they're made for people that don't I mean, they're made for people that love, love Spider-Man also, but that's what the Easter eggs are for. The stories themselves kind of hold your hand and it's, teach you about these characters. It's more user-friendly. So it's, it's not as easy to just introduce a character like Doc Ock and have him be so integral to the story in the MCU Spider-Man as it would be in the Spider-Verse animated movies, which are, again, for the fans who know a heck of a lot about Spider-Man. You can just kind of... You can just sweep aside an origin for Doc Ock there because... Doc Ock is, is technically kind of in Into the Spider-Verse because Olivia Octavius is in there, his, his daughter. So, like, you obviously have to have a Doc Ock in that universe, so you could create the introduction there. Kingpin's in it. Nobody knows who the heck he is, right? Well, no, that's true. My last thing before yes. we wrap this up. Yes, we got we to gotta wrap on this one. So let's go. This is getting very long, but... Very long. Um, okay. What if... I'm just going to leave it at this. No comments whatsoever. What if Dr. Octopus opens the portal? He's a scientist, for God's sakes. They did it in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. They can do it again. Dr. Octopus. So good movie. Yes, Dr. Octopus. Uh, Dr. Octopus. Jesus, why am I pronouncing Oh, my God. Uh, Dr. Octopus opens the portal, and then they have the end credit scene with the, uh, what would you call it, the takeover the possession. Yes. And Very good. Let's move on uh, to the next topic. I just got to say one more thing. This is not related to what? Doc Ock. What? Okay. It's not related. There's an article here. I don't know if anybody saw it earlier, but there's something about like Marvel possibly confirming that he is going to be, Spider-Man is going to be in an Avengers 5. Okay. Uh, there you go. There's a here on Who, who's? Showbiz Cheat Sheet. I'm not very Ooh, familiar I've with I've never this. heard of them. Um... But let's see here. Where's the confirmation coming from? That's what I'm looking for. I just literally popped up. Uh, you know what? We'll we'll come back to that in a moment. Let's move on. Maybe we'll get we'll cover that in a little bit with a little more detail when we have some more information because we don't want to bring you rumors without any meat and potatoes on them here. Very just strong. know that there is an article out there. And these are always rumors. Treat it as such. There's an article out there confirming that he will be in Avengers 5, which, to me, obviously, and to Walt, who's mentioned it earlier, that makes too much sense. Obviously, if you're going to bring Spider-Man back into the MCU, one of the movies you want him to be in is one of the Avengers movies coming up. That's the place right? to put him in. Going from MCU... Crazy theories. Crazy theories. The best segue is Kevin Feige, MCU. Kevin Feige... Star Wars? The master of the MCU is coming to Star Wars. It, it has been confirmed already. He is going to be helping to oversee a Star Wars movie at this point. Um, In air quotes, because you know you do one movie, you're going to do a bunch of movies. Right, that's the thing that I was thinking of. It seems to me like they're going to have Kevin Feige bust out a trilogy. And, and one has to wonder, 
Although I have Wasn't a lot of... Wasn't he too busy to do, to do all of that because of yeah. Spider-Man and stuff? That was obviously a bunch of nonsense. Hmm. Okay. You figure Kevin Feige will do whatever the heck he wants at this point. He wants to make a lot of movies. He wants to make a lot He's of money. He's a big Star Wars fan, too. Yeah. That's, that's so. why... That's why... So... Obviously, we're thinking that there's going to be some sort of trilogy. You wonder if these movies do well, or at least the first movie that he creates, which it's Star Wars, so it'll probably do well. I guess we'll see when, when um, Rise of Skywalker comes out if the backlash from The Last Jedi really did anything to Star Wars fans. No. answer is probably no. No. Because how many people complained about The Last Jedi before it even came out? It still broke box office records. Yep. Um, so whatever, whatever you thought about the movie... Whoever had a problem with the movie, you still went to see it, and you'll probably still go see this one. Um, but does it, does the, what, like what does this mean? Does this mean Kevin Feige is going to be in charge of Star Wars now? Like, because that's what he does. He like takes over these universes and like makes them his own. He, here's uh, here's my thought on on Kevin Feige and the Star Wars universe, the SWU <laughs> instead of the MCU. Yeah. So, SWU. SWU. Um, Kevin Feige is a master at taking original, con- uh, uh, actual pre existing content mm-hmm. and adapting it to the screen. He's done it so well with all these little storylines here in terms of Civil War, in terms of the Infinity Saga, all this stuff. He's taken original contact. He's cherry-picked stuff here and there and stuff. I've got two theories on how this thing goes forward. First of all, Mm -hmm. um, again, I'm going to go back to something that happened prior to this announcement, and that was Bob Iger and his book that came out, right? Have you guys heard about that? No, so, I haven't heard about that. So Disney, Disney's Bob Iger. He's the guy that runs Disney, right? Um, he came out with a book. It's kind of like his memoirs of, of his time at Disney, a, a tell-all. One of the interesting things is that he spoke about Star Wars, the Star Wars franchise in there. Specifically, he talked about George Lucas and his involvement in Star Wars very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that came out, and, and you know, it's almost as if Iger is giving an apology to Lucas through this book because um, he he talks about how uh, Lucas felt betrayed okay mm-hmm. because remember even before even before this whole thing about the Star Wars Lucas had already mapped out a, a script for the next three movies which was supposed to be seven eight and nine he already had scripts for them he had a working you know, based on what those trilogies were going to look like. Do you, do you know what they were supposed to look like, by the way? It, uh, it was about the Wills. It was, yeah. it was about the Wills, right? But it, but it was It was also going to be partially set in, like, we'll put it this way, in, like, Ant-Man's, like, like quantum... like like It, it was like a quantum realmish movie because right. it was going to be about, like, the midi-chlorians and, yeah, like, exactly. all that stuff. That that all translates with the Wills and stuff like that. So I don't wills, know what the heck you're going to do with the that. Wills. Do you know what the wills are? Okay, so so the wills is is original original Star Wars. Yeah, man. this is the original. We're talking about going back to the very very beginning. That that original thing. I think the first one was called Journey of the Wills or something like that, yeah, right? I think it was the original title was something along those lines. I'm going to look it up now to make so, sure that I knew. So it is it is a, a, a thing about where he was going to do the the midi chlorians and how that works and you know the wills are this force 
that kind of transcends then and they use the middle chlorians in a, in a way to to fulfill their purposes and, and things of that nature and stuff and again kira which was a, a character in that movie and who ended up being ray so they took and you know elements of that story um they bought those three those three scripts disney did and that, that was a part of the thing. And it makes sense because you don't want those scripts lying around there. You want to be able to hold those things. So that was part of the deal yeah. when And apparently when they sold. used a couple of details. Right. In uh, Force Awakens, specific, most, most specific. Right. So originally, Lucas was supposed to be a um, collaborator on these movies. Okay. Um, and he did have uh, not a non-disclosure, but a non-disparaging agreement where... You know, even though he no longer owned Lucasfilm, he couldn't say anything bad about him. You know what I'm saying, or anything bad about the movie. So you know, a lot of times you hear him and he he's he talks about, oh yeah, it's a really good movie, and you know, there's not a lot of enthusiasm in it. Um, one of the things that irked him about Force Awakens, and you can see it in his old movies, mm-hmm. was the fact that he used those movies not only as a storytelling vehicle. But he also used those movies as a way to push the medium forward. So with the original trilogy, he created this universe using practical effects. You know, the Death Star was an actual thing. That was technology moving forward for him. He created ILM. He created Star War- Skywalker Sound off of that thing. Star Wars was the thing that pushed things forward. Going to the, orig- the, the prequels, right? What did he use there? It was heavy use of CGI, which you've mm-hmm. never seen in a movie before, right? Almost the entire Not to extent. right, exactly. Almost the entire movie, those sets were all CGI. Camino, Naboo, um, Mustafar, and even even think about how he he took that CGI and he went back to the original trilogy mm-hmm. and made edits to that which were to this day very controversial so especially in, in inserting Anakin Skywalker into uh, the return of the Jedi at the end as the force ghost yes that was a he, little he weird went, those special those were special editions right because yep. by that time he had the technology to do it and let me just say one yeah. more thing in case you guys didn't know this is the the original one of the original titles for Star Wars Star Wars the adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills. That's the title. Yeah. That's the full title. Not just Star Wars. Star Wars, The Adventures of Luke Starkiller is taken from the Journal of the Wills. Who the hell is going to say that? <laughs> anyway, moving well, on. It's kind of like um, Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Or Birds of Prey. Or Birds of Prey. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways... Um, like I said, you know, George Lucas was always fixating not on just story telling the story of Star Wars, but pushing the medium forward and doing something that people would not expect in his movies. Force Awakens did not do any of that stuff. Force Awakens was basically just a rehashing of the original Star Wars A New Hope. Which George Lucas did not like. And, he, and Right, but he couldn't say because he's got a non-disparaging agreement, right? Um, so he felt increasingly betrayed by this. He was sitting on in, in on meetings and stuff, and you know, they would tell him he he would come and bring out his forces, his his ideas. You know, the creator of Star Wars, right? And and George Lucas, we trust and stuff like that, right? And increasingly, his voice was less and less heard to the point where he said, "You know what? Enough of this. I am not going to sit here and stay 
listening and watch you guys do this to my thing. I would rather just be away from the, the from the whole movie making process. You guys do what you want to do, and I'm I'm not going to be shouting over myself and not be hurt. Here's here's a quote from George Lucas, by the way, that gives you an idea of how he wanted to take the wills and the midi chlorines and all of that into seven eight nine. The next three Star Wars films were going to get into a microbiotic world. There's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do. I call them the Wills. Mm -hmm. And the Wills are the ones who actually control the universe. They feed off the Force. That's from George Lucas himself. So that is what 789 were going to be about. Exactly. According to him. The the whole, you know, if um, the original trilogy was building the tree... You know, the prequels were supposed to be the seeding of the tree. Then, you know, the last part of it was supposed to be breaking down the tree. And apparently in in this case, he was going to be breaking it down to the molecular level, you know. Mm -hmm. But the wills, again, they're the ones. Johnson just burned the tree down. Well, but you know what? Not for in the movie, in the movie, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, you you have all this stuff going on with with George Lucas and things like that. They do have the scripts, okay? Yeah. You now come along with the news that Kevin Feige and Feige, we trust in terms of the MCU, um, who is great at taking existing material and adapting it and cherry picking the things that would work best in his in-cinematic universe. You know, there's two ways to look at this. You either have Feige taking legend stuff, right, which there is tons of stuff out there that the fans are clamoring for. They're saying, please, let's see Thrawn in the movies. Please, Mm -hmm. let's see... The, the Sun Crusher in the movie. Please, let's see Mara Jade in the movies, right? Make Darth Malgus can. Darth Malgus, Revan, the Old Republic. There's infinite, the, the Han Solo trilogy, you know, the Dark Empire stuff with, you know, Luke turning to the dark side. You know, maybe you don't have Luke doing that. Maybe you don't revisit that, but maybe you have a descendant of him or, or whatever and stuff. You've got all these things that, are there for him to adapt, right? Or, continuing on the apology uh, for George Lucas, maybe you take his original scripts and you create a new trilogy based on that. Kevin Feige is the one that oversees it. And listen, Kevin Feige is great at building characters that you care about. And I think that's one of the failings of this current trilogy now. Everybody was invested in Luke Skywalker, in Han Solo, in Princess Leia, Chewbacca, R2-D2. I don't see the level of connectivity with Rey, with Kylo. You know, it's not to the level where, you know, you... When you think Star Wars, you immediately think of Luke. You know, what's funny is, and I don't know what your guys' opinion is on this... But I'm more invested in Kylo than I am in Rey, which is... I agree. Which is a bit odd. I agree. That's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because Darth Vader was freaking awesome from the first trilogy, and you had an investment in his story, especially when it continued into The Empire Strikes Back. But, like, there's very little actual reason to root for Rey, other than we're being told that she's the hero. She, she, you don't see her experience loss on screen like Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker loses his actual family. Yeah, you, you don't see, see him. Ray, this happened to you Ray. You see that, right? Um, when, when 
when Han Solo dies, who was kind of like a mentor to her, it wasn't built up in the same way, I think, as there was that relationship between Luke and Obi-Wan, right? And then, like, the other, only other character that I have some investment in, only because I think he's one of the more interesting characters and he's kind of cooler and he's one of the better actors, is Poe Dameron. I, I don't care about Finn. Finn, Finn actually, if there's anything it I complain about, and, yeah, if there's anything I can complain about when it comes to The Last Jedi, Finn was just kind of annoying because he was flip-flopping throughout the whole damn movie. It's like, didn't you already decide that you want to be part of the good guys and now you're running away, but now you're part of the good guys again and now you're scared, but then you end up being a hero and going to sacrifice? Like, what the hell is wrong with you, Finn? What do you want? What are you trying to do? He's one of the characters that I didn't have any investment in. So, if anything, that speaks to your point. The only thing I worry about is Kevin Feige tends to complicate the narrative but he also tends to use stuff that's come before. And if this is supposed to be the end of the Skywalker trilogy, what came before? It could be the Legends universe, like you said. Absolutely. But that means you have to, you literally have to kind of destroy a lot of the Star Wars mythology. Not, not delete it, but like you have to ignore that in building up something new. Or you can go forward with him. Or, or you connect it to whatever it is that, that uh, Benioff and Weiss are doing with their Star Wars stuff. But... But you also got to remember... It's a little jumbled at this point. This is and a gala... egos in the room, too, when you're talking about the Game of Thrones people versus, right. like, Kevin Feige. And, and we haven't even discussed the Ryan Johnson trilogy, which, which has... Which often then on know, again. Exactly. There's and it's... a lot of Star Wars trilogies. It, 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 it is. I'm saying. If, you, if people have had Star Wars fatigue recently, imagine when all this stuff comes out. But, but think of it this way, though, and this is something that, I, that I've always said with regards to Star Wars. Star Wars, it, it's a galaxy far, far away, Right. Not every story has to be about Luke Skywalker. Not Agreed. every totally every agree. story yeah. has to be about that corner of the universe. There are other things happening in different parts of the universe that you you have ample opportunities to tell the story with. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I love Last Jedi so much because this was this was kind of a thing where it's like we're we're kind of moving away from the Skywalkers, especially with that very end scene with that boy and and the broom. You know what I'm saying? That was that was the opportunity to tell the story of something other than Skywalker. It's become more inclusive. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Not everything. I and and this is one of the, this is why I really really push against Ray being a Skywalker, mm-hmm. an, a Kenobi, mm-hmm. a, a Palpatine. I like the idea that she's just somebody that happens to be, you know, blessed with. You know the talent of the force. You know, I I can get behind that. It doesn't have to be that. You know, every person is related to every person, and you know, you happen to jump five star systems, and oh, by the way, this is the cousin of the brother of the 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 wife of the the maid of that particular household. You know, it's a big universe. Utilize that. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean. If anything, this is getting a little bit off the Kevin Feige, t- Feige topic. But if you're gonna have Ray, if you're if you're gonna have Ray be the the linchpin of this franchise, we need to get a little bit more than your parents were filthy junk traders. We need to know a little bit more about it to give it emotional stakes, in my opinion. Because let her be what a if, nobody, though. But she doesn't. Have, she could still be nobody. But like, explain her a little bit. Explain where she came from. Not just like a throwaway line in the Last Jedi that Kylo Ren says, like, "Yeah, her parents just sold you off for booze." Have like, her, show some of this. Have her be a child of the Force. 
have her be that that thing that Anakin was. That'll that'll be a good way to tie back to the original stuff where it's like and and in the comic books we got that where Palpatine created Anakin using the force. Let her be a child of the force. Let the wills, right? If we're gonna go on that down that route, that's the way that they balance the force by creating this anomaly. Ray, who is so imbued with the force that she's a creation of her own. She doesn't have to have parents, but if you're gonna tell the story, then tell at least that. Give us something, right? That's what I'm saying. There has you know? to be something fleshed out. Just like we're, we're, what are we pining for? We're, we're pining for like Kylo Ren's boys, right? We're pining for like, um, oh lord. Name escaping me right now. Who's that? Um, the Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren. Thank you very much for, for covering for me on that one. Who are probably not Force users. We're pining for the backstory on that, right? We're pining to see that because we saw like just that little glimpse of People them. are going crazy because they don't know about Snoke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there is some comfort in, and again, this is me after saying I didn't want to see a Joker origin, but there is some comfort that people have with knowing backstories of people. It makes them, I guess, a little bit more interesting sometimes. Well, well okay, sometimes. but what do you guys think about this? Because think about this. Palpatine didn't have a backstory. No, he didn't. He didn't have a backstory in the original Star Wars movies. It was uh, only when we, got to the, when we got to the prequels we got a backstory. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Star Wars Return of the Jedi and Empress Strikes Back. There's no backstory for Palpatine there. He's he was just, just the cackling the guy that yep. took over the universe. That's it. We know that. We, all we know is that he, he was the one that corrupted Darth Vader. And he took over the universe. We got his backstory eventually. But, like, do you guys really think it's a big deal that we don't have a backstory for Snoke? I didn't get a backstory for Jabba I the Hutt. I really wanted a backstory for Snoke, though. But, but like, Read the now comics. that that didn't happen, is that, does that really, really upset you? Or is it kind of like, again, because in the original Star Wars trilogy, Palpatine's backstory is a throwaway. We didn't need that. There, it was about, just like this is more about Rey and Kylo... Right, that's kind of what this is about, and it is a little bit about the the concept of the Force as the light versus the dark and the balance. But like the original trilogy is about Luke versus Darth Vader. Can I can I say one thing about and this is regarding with the the Palpatine thing, and I agree with you. We people didn't know anything about Palpatine. Palpatine was this mythical figure. You know, I remember back in the days we were always trying to figure out who Palpatine was. You know, what I'm saying and all this yeah, well, stuff. What was that stuff. like? I guess. Like, yeah. can you like speak to that a well, little bit? He, here's the thing, and and I was too little to care about that. Yeah, and, and here here's where I think it's it's a matter of the time we live in and stuff like that. Because back in the days, you know, it was just one of these things where you know you watch the movie. You were lucky to get the the book adaptation. I think around the time you had the Marvel Star Wars comic books, and that was about the closest thing you got to backstories and stuff like that. But it was a different time. Now we're in this information age where people want to consume, and you know, information is instant and stuff like that. Theories, and, and and so now what it is is that if you don't satiate those people's interests and and the need for the information it, it becomes one of these things well what the heck are you doing you know what i'm saying back in the days we didn't have that there was no internet you know a lot of the times i remember listening to the to the yankee games on transistor radios in a, in a pillow underneath while i was sleeping and stuff like that you know um it's not instantaneous where they hit a home run and a second later i get a notification on my phone 
Yeah, so you don't have to watch the games anymore. Right, exactly. So it, it's it's one of these things where back in the days that you can kind of get away with that, and nobody was none the wiser. But now with Wikipedia, with Google, with the Legends universe, with the comic side stories, with now the Disney Plus shows, with you know, there is so much content out there that you kind of expect to know every little thing about a character down to you know how they clip their toenails you know what i mean you know what else so. you know what else you know who i blame for this you know who i blame for this hear me out tony soprano okay hear me mm-hmm. out on this okay and i've, I've been rewatching the sopranos i've been rewatching the sopranos recently the reason i blame tony soprano is he ushered in the age of the anti-hero of the the bad guy. He was a great t- actor, by the way. James right. Gandolfini. James Gandolfini is amazing. By the way, I don't know if you guys watched The Deuce, but like his kid is on that show. He has a kid, Michael Gandolfini. Yeah, I did hear about He that. plays a character on that show. I haven't seen the show, though. But like, tell me not, right? You look, you look at The Sopranos, and The Sopranos was one of the first shows that really, really decided that it was, it was time to focus on the villain, the bad guy, so to speak, in quotes, right? Because obviously they humanized him. They gave him characteristics that were likable in order to, fit, to, to continue that on. But ever since then, what do you get? You get shows where there's a lot of moral gray areas, like Mad Men, where you have, like, the, the main character is, like, he's kind of an ass, but, like, he is the main character, and El you do Camino. kind of root for him, right? You get, you get, you get Breaking Bad, exactly, <laughs> which Jester. you still have to see, but... I, I'm the guy that mm-hmm. sh- tells you about these things. I'm not the guy mm-hmm. that consumes them. I'm the guy mm-hmm. that knows about these things. You guys watch Breaking Bad. No, but hey, like going, going back to like what mm-hmm. you were saying about backstories and Jose, what you're asking before about, you know, like, are we disappointed in Snoke not having a backstory? Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's, it all boils down to realism in my opinion, because, you know, everybody, regardless of their importance or relevance, has a backstory, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of your socioeconomic yep. status, regardless of your, you know, your political um, position, whatever, you know, everyone has a backstory. Right. And that's what makes it real. For someone to not have a backstory is not realistic. And it, it produces disinterest in the audience. You know, we uh-huh. want someone we can relate to. We want someone we can understand on a personal level. Even if level. they're a villain, like, right? What Even Walt if they're a villain. talking about the Joker, which we are yet to watch. Mm-hmm. That that movie must have been so great to the point that it boiled down to such a personal, deep level of the Joker mm-hmm. that they could all somewhat relate to. And that's what people want in all characters throughout me- the media, b- besides Star Wars. So it's about relatability. Exactly. More than anything else. Because Snoke so is a supervillain, but he still has to have... A, a reason for being. Exactly. So, like, in regards to Palpatine, right? All right, so you didn't know much about Palpatine back in the 70s when, you know, the when the original trilogy came out. I don't even think he was referred to as Palpatine back then. He was simply the, the Emperor. Emperor. Mm-hmm. Or Sidious, right? You never knew his name was Palpatine or freaking Sheev Palpatine until the prequels, right? Not Actually, even Sidious. Actually, not even think, right? Sidious. Yeah, just no. the Emperor. Yeah, it, it was, was just a, the Emperor. No, mm-hmm. I, do, I yeah. do think that Palpatine was, was a thing, but I don't think they ever called him Darth Sidious yeah. back Whatever. then. So it was just you know? the Emperor. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until the prequel trilogy when you officially got, you know, some type of... Um, clarity, some type of origin story. Mm-hmm. And then going deeper into Palpatine's story, th- this might not have been seen or said in the prequel trilogy, but we find out, you know, you know, through um, extended, um, extended um, universe media that Palpatine comes from a royal house in Naboo, the house of Palpatine, mm-hmm. and, you know, how he came to the dark side under Plagueis. You know, he murdered his family, his father, 
and so oh. on and so forth. This is a really deep and dark story of Palpatine, which I believe should be a Star Wars story. That's we so should, sound that like would be Star sick. Wars. Hey, story. I this, didn't even know that. We're ta- if you think like the Joker, which again, Jose and I are yet to watch. <laughs> if you think the Joker, <laughs> gotta go see it. Joker was such a dark, deep origin story. I think a similar um, origin story of Sheep Palpatine would be a good idea for Star Wars. But okay. hey, Kevin Feige, think Sidious. about it. Can I can Star I ask Wars you a question? Wars. And and I I want to yeah. get your take on it Sidious because you are you are one of the more passionate guys here on this panel. Yeah, you almost, you almost gave up on Star Wars because they tried to ruin an awesome exactly. YouTube short. And so I want to yeah. get your opinion on this because you just said something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to know about Palpatine and stuff, but you know what? There's a lot of people that don't know Palpatine right. the way you do. You just threw out stuff that Metatron was like, what? And Metatron's a big Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. but he didn't even know that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there, this there is... This lore. Right, exactly. There is that element that people want to know, but not a lot of people know the extent of it. Well, but does that diminish the character in your eyes? Because... You Sounds you're like really really invested in Star Wars. You know you you're not only a cinematic guy. You're you know legends. You know you know yeah, we're books, going back comic to books. this. You and I had conversations about Valkorian and the Sith Emperor and I things mean, of that nature. I mean, you you're know? asking if it diminishes Palpatine's character. I don't think so. Yeah. Right, but it doesn't. But for the people to, to give the backstory, but they don't have that level of backstory knowledge that you do. And so well now in relevance saying? to the topic we're talking about, I think that's where Kevin Feige comes in because you said it yourself, Walt. Kevin Feige. I like that's that where idea. I was. That's where I was leading to because I, I, right I really, I really want to get your take on. I like that idea. What you think Feige means to the Star Wars franchise? Because again, you have that encyclopedic knowledge of Star Wars, especially the legend stuff. Mm-hmm. And and knowing what you know, you know you're you're kind of like on when it comes to the MCU, you're a little bit of the outsider trying to look yeah. in, and you're trying to get into that space. Yeah. So you've kind of you kind of know what Kevin Feige is about in the MCU space. Right. How do you think that translates going forward? Him coming into the Star Wars space, and yes, he's only the rumors is he's only doing the one. But if you do the one, you're not going to waste his talent on just one movie. Especially if it ends up being really good. Exactly. It's probably just a test run for him. What What is yeah. your take on Kevin Feige coming into Star Wars? I mean, based on everything you said, Walt, about Kevin Feige in the MCU and how great he is at adapting you know, comic book characters into the MCU, mm-hmm. I think he could do the same with Star Wars in regards to adapting the, the Legends material into the main canon, mm-hmm. especially in regards to the backstories of already existing canon characters, such as Sheev Palpatine. Sheev. You know? I, I really like these ideas, actually, because you thinking about, especially since the Legends universe, it was such a controversy when when oh, yeah. Disney like, I, I think joke, erased it. I mean, I mean, right? I, I, I kind of wish that Wolfie was here because he's a big fan of the the extended universe, the Legends universe, mm-hmm. you know. And and you've heard it before, especially when we're talking about Boba Fett, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's he's that, dead. You know what I'm saying? There's that whole thing. The one stuff, thing I agree know? with Kathleen Kennedy about. Let the past die. Kathleen, just just an aside, the the mere fact that you mentioned Kathleen Kennedy, Mm -hmm. you do know that before George Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, 
he specifically hired Kathleen Kennedy right before the sale. Oh, and, I didn't know and, that. And to make sure that she was going to be the steward going forward. Just, just you just reminded so me of that. So he passed the torch to Kennedy. She's the mole. Yep. It she, she was, she was. Well, and see, that's the other thing. And I, you know, you know how big of a fan I am of Filoni. Filoni does so. a lot of the TV stuff, right? He does, and I mm-hmm. think he needs to to get a a, a bigger lion's share of this because mm-hmm. he was also a guy that was handpicked by Lucas. He started out with Lucas. He he trained under Lucas. Lucas basically had him under his wing the entire time. He's the apprentice. No, I listen, listen. It's not that far of a stretch yeah. because everywhere that Lucas went, Filoni was right behind him. Mm-hmm. Lucas had him under his wing. That's why he's so well versed in the Star Wars universe. That's why Clone Wars, Rebels, those things are just so well integrated with Star Wars because he knows Star Wars like the back of his hand, and he does a good job of being the steward of those animated shows. I always thought that he would be great doing live action, and I'm glad that he's starting to dip his toes because he's doing some of the episodes for The Mandalorian. I hope he continues, and maybe, you know, I there, there's been talk that um, he was integral in the Mandalorian going forward. It was him. It was, um, oh, my God, what's his name? Uh, John Favreau's in John Favreau, right? thank you so much. Taika Waititi's you know, directing a few right. episodes as but, well. But John Favreau, John Favreau and him, they worked very much, very closely with the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that Kevin Feige recognizes that and uses his knowledge, along with Pablo Hidalgo and a lot of the other story group, but I think Filoni is a really good guy to take that next step and be the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe if Kevin Feige does not become the Kevin Feige <laughs> of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> so, Try saying that three times Kevin fast. Feige there you go. Himself, you know? <laughs> Kevin Feige, played by Kevin, Kevin Feige. Feige. You know? No, no, but I, again, I just have to say, I, I have to really reiterate that I really like the idea of them taking a lot of that Legends content, and as I was saying, how the controversy over it being completely erased... And you know, I I'm not as big of, of 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 a consumer of that content as you guys have been, but I definitely read at least a good ten or twelve books many many years ago in like the '90s and the early 2000s when all of these all of this legend stuff was really really popular. You know, like the Rogue Squadron trilogies and like mm-hmm. the Dark Empire trilogy and all that stuff. Um, I read a great deal of those stories back in the day, and all, I really enjoyed all of those. I and really enjoyed them. And we're also forgetting the Dark Horse comics. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of great stories that were told there, too, mm-hmm. you know? Some of the games even told some stories yep. that are no longer canon. Uh, Starkiller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? From uh, Force Unleashed. Galen I mean, Merrick, yeah. Yeah. How many people would love to see that realized on, on, uh, on the big screen? Me. Republic Commando. I really want yeah. to see a Starkiller storyline. Because I, I played the game Force Unleashed and... It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Did, like you, fin- did you finish Force Unleashed too? Um, I got really close. Um, you didn't beat the second one. Okay. I, think okay. The, I finished the first one. Okay. Mm-hmm. But see, that's another great story that can be adapted into something perhaps... 
by yeah. Feige. I mean, but he has so much to go through. I guess that's what he's really good at, though, that's right? That's what he's good. I mean, he's, look, good at, he's, he's got, filtering out all the elements and turning it into something new and great. 80 years of Marvel stuff that he's combing through. Why can't he do 30-some-odd years of Star Wars stuff? What are we on? Like, Yeah, like almost, no, almost, almost 50 years, if you think about it. Or no, Seven, almost 47? 40 40-something years. Yeah, 40-something years. Yeah, 40 years. 40, 42 years of Star Wars mm-hmm. material to comb from. Hey, Metatron, what's your take on Feige and the Star Wars universe? What would you like to see? Perhaps. Well, like I... Well, you... So here's the thing. You got a little bit of a nod to it in, I think, Clone Wars with... Because there was a Republic Commando in Clone Wars. Okay. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. But it'd be really cool to see Republic Commando as like a movie. Oh. That could be a very nice horror movie. Ooh, interesting. Hmm. Like that, that in the Geonosian be... spires where it's dark and dank and they're just crawling out of the walls and like, <laughs> and, and Kevin Feige is good at that because he's recently started to do genre work in the MCU. We're going to have um, Doctor Strange. Who has the, Madness. Right. Right. You've had the heist movies. Mm-hmm. You've had the, the, the Time timey-wimey heist. movies, right? Time heist. Time heist, you know. Um, ah. Spy thrillers. Spy thrillers. What? Uh, Say okay. it. Something that I would really, really like to see is um, what's it called again? Uh, the I would want to see a um. Oh my god! Which storyline is it? I don't remember which storyline. I think it's from. You know how describe it. Um, I'm because I used to, I used to play. I'm not a big fan on Star Wars like you are, but like in Battlefront, you know how they have the um the with the old stormtroopers and everything. That would be the clone troopers. Yes, I would want to see clone troopers battle again. So basically, watch Attack of the Clones. Yes, I would want to see something Clone like Wars. that. Yes, I would like to see something like that. You could flesh out a little bit more of the Clone Wars on screen, even though that was kind of the end, or the, that was the beginning and that's of the what Cold the War. Clone Wars was for the show. No, I know, but like and we're talking the, about live action here, right? There was so. also the Clone Wars movie. That. Bombed. That's yes, it did bomb, and that was the one that everybody hated Ahsoka for, right? So, exactly. um, so you can uh, revitalize that character, perhaps, and make the Clone Wars into something a little bit more than just the simple, like... You know what? How about this? Setup. How about the commandos throughout the Clone Wars? That could work. Well, there were commandos who disobeyed Order 66, so that would be interesting. It's, it's almost like telling a war story. It, it you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, well, that's what I want to see. Because there were clones that didn't have the chip in their head. Like so, Rex. Yeah. Right, so they didn't obey Order 66. They there could, were commandos that were like that. They could do a saving clone trooper Ryan type of thing. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? So Pearl Harbor, Not like Clone Wars style. Sucks. You know? But, uh, yeah. No, that, that makes a lot of sense, too. There's, there's a lot that they can do. And I think that the, at least the thing that we can all kind of agree on is that at least in our eyes, Kevin Feige's best strategy is to take some of the best elements of the Legends universe and turn it into something new and interesting that can satisfy fans of the Legends universe and satisfy new fans of Star Wars. Or take that Lucas original 
script those original scripts and do something with that. <laughs> you know? no, in the micro universe. I'm sorry, yeah. no disrespect to George Lucas, but I don't think I'd be very interested in like a micro level movie. I'm not sure what that would be about. What would that be like Osmosis Jones? <laughs> Has anybody seen that movie? No. That's like a, I think what yeah, Chris I Chris that. Rock is like He's like he's like a, a like a single celled no. organism or it's, something. It's, it's like a detective. The, it's the dude from um, Oh no, not Chris Rock. From American Gods, he plays uh, um, Asante, Asante, I think, or something like that. He's the Spider God in in uh, American Gods. That was him. Oh, or Orlando Jones. Yes, uh, thank Orlando you. Jones. Ansazi. Yes, yes. yes. He's like he's like a, a detective or something yes. that like goes he's, inside Bill Murray's body and tries to like. Tries to like save him from disease. So like, is that what we're gonna get? We're gonna get like inside, like some like what, like inside Ray's body and watch the wills yeah, see, fight it out. I, I find that weird to see whether she becomes good or bad. I find that weird. Even and it's funny too because in one of the quotes of about that George Lucas said he he was like everybody's gonna hate this idea but I'm gonna do it anyway. You're right. Yeah. It was it was Chris Rock by the way. It was Chris I stand Rock. Corrected. Yeah, yeah, it was Chris Rock. You know. But like. I, I don't know. I don't like the idea of how he was going to take 789 in that direction, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that either. Um, it it might be interesting to see some of the origins on how the, the Force I, I became yeah. something in the galaxy, but not the way that George Lucas... No, and, and, and again, that, that's where that's where Feige is good at. He, he'll, take the, he'll take the stuff that he deems important and the fluff and all the non-important stuff he'll shuffle, shuffle aside and maybe, you know, integrate not only Lucas's stuff, but the stuff from Legends and make them all make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what he's mind, really good at. I don't even mind the, the using, like, the wills as a point of reference using that term it's not a, it's not a bad term it's no kind of but, a cool but, term. but you, you f- don't forget that was in uh rogue one they did mention the wills in rogue one did they yes they oh, did wow, i don't recall that yes, but yes 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 hold on i have to go back and take a look I'm, at it i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna tell you right now because remember that ca- the character that's played by um ip man yes oh, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he he was really remember yes 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 yeah he he was really into the whole religion of the force. You know what I'm saying? Um, and here it is. Where where is it? He was one of my favorite characters in that movie. Honestly, I thought he was really cool. I thought I thought the whole thing like like that was one of the. It was a little out there, but that scene where he's walking through the, across the battlefield and just I repeating that, that mantra, awesome. that was pretty freaking awesome. And you know what? If he was going to die, that was the way for it to happen. Because he was so, like, cool and kind of badass and unstoppable that, like, him making a, a, a known sacrifice was the way to have that guy die off. But Shirut Imwe yes. was the, la- well, the most notable surviving guardian of the wills. Ah, see? So it's there to it's flesh there. out. It's there. It's canon now. You know what I'm like saying? Like officially canon. And, and the key aspect of the Will's teachings is the Force is with me and I am with the Force. Yeah. That, that is one of the key components of the Will's teachings. So it's already in Star Wars. We already have it there. Yeah, midi-chlorians is already official. We can't get rid of it. Exactly. Oh, can't well, be done. Yeah, I know. I, there's something so to be turn, said about that. Turn it into something golden. I'm not crazy about turn the into something good. thing, but that's a podcast for another day. Nobody really was. You know. Speaking of podcasts for another day. Yes. I think we're done. I think we've talked a lo- enough about Star Wars, the MCU, and Kevin Feige. Basically, is all over this podcast in a way. But 
Yes, I think it was the, a good conversation. This is the Kevin Feige podcast. We had some good ideas for Kevin Feige to take the Legends universe and turn it into something new and beautiful to satisfy those fans that were heartbroken when the Legends universe disappeared. Uh, a couple of us in this group among them that were heartbroken by that wiping out that Order 66, if you will, on the Legends universe, just wiping it out like it was nothing. Execute Order 66. <laughs> oh, man. It will be done, my lord. Once again, we want to thank all of you for joining us once again for another pop culture over pizza deep dish on the MCU, on Spider-Man, on Kevin Feige, and on all things geeky. I am Jose. ASAP Balrog, Memento Mori. The scribe Metatron bidding the adieu. I am one with the Walt, and the Walt is one with me. <laughs> okay. Um, my closet is the size of a house, and I have a mansion taken from New Patek. In, I don't even know. But his name is Elias, so just remember that. New Patek, uh, always uh, Elias. <laughs> once again, we want to thank you for joining us, and I said that once again. Find us on all the usual places, on the Facebooks, on the Instas, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Instagram. Spotify. Spotify. Anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. And stay geeky, my friends.